time for Ghost and Friend Dog. Friend Dog in the morning. In the morning. Live, 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 Two for it's Tuesday. Or the day of twos, as we've learned. Well, I wasn't going to do that again, because I've used it already. But as oh. we learned yesterday, we like to repeat things on this show. That are weeks old. So, if anything, it's still relevant. Yes. Good. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's Jesse, and that is Crendor. And this is the Cox and Crendor Show. As you Cox can see, in the morning. we're bad at entertainment. <laughs> I get nothing. We really are. We really are very bad at this. <laughs> we are. But we keep doing it because for some reason, we are watched on iTunes and everything. We are We are honored and surprised. Apparently, we're on the front page. Like, iTunes made a logo for us for their front page. Mm-hmm. They took our crappy son <laughs> and made a legitimate logo. They're like, oh, what if we take these shitty people's logo and, like, made it? Good. And instead of Cox and Crendor in the morning, they named it the Cox and Crendor Show, which I'm okay with. So that's yes. why we're. I'm just going to introduce us as, as that for a while. The Cox and Crendor Show. It kind of makes a weird <laughs> sense. It is a show, and we're in it, so it's it's good. So Thank the main you, reason we're doing this is to pass Chris Hardwick. We're going to get you Hardwick. Then one day we'll tell people what to hashtag during The Walking Dead. You'll be Softwick soon. It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> But I bet he got that a lot in the school. It's like, it's like Chris Softwick. No, no, because that's really stupid. <laughs> but people are stupid. Unless he went to a school for incredibly stupid people. <laughs> Which I'm not putting past him. He is Chris Hardwick. We're going to get you, Chris Hardwick! So he went to a school in America? hey Did it bang. All right. So we have a lot to talk about today. Last night, because of my rave reviews of The Hobbit, you went and you saw it. I did. Was I it not it. awesome? It was like you described. I was like, all right, I'm waiting for the slow part. And I could see where like people that weren't into Lord of the Rings would feel like it's slow. But like, who's not into Lord of the Rings? Douchebags. Exactly. And so, exactly. and then there's the people like, it's like Lord of the Rings. Like, exactly. That's the point. <laughs> Why would I not? Like, if it wasn't like Lord of the Rings, then I'd be the person to be like, this isn't like Lord of the Rings. This sucks. <laughs> so, screw you, people that didn't like it. It was I awesome. I loved it. You right? It did the same oh. format as Lord of the Rings, where it just it sets it up, and then it starts getting rolling, and then by the end, it's just like, I want more! I was happy that they pulled a next time on at the end of it, instead of, like, the first Lord of the Rings movie, Fellowship of the Ring, just sort of ended. They split up, and it was like... Oh, Mr. Frodo, we've got so far to go. And that, <laughs> yeah. that was sort of the end of it. And I was like, that was a really shitty ending. <laughs> but this one was awesome because it was like, yo, that dragon is right there. He's going to get you. Yeah, and he's like, yo, I'm waking up. Right? I like that. I liked all of it. I want to see if other people saw this. At the one part, it's at the end when they're up in the trees. His dagger is not glowing blue, even though there are orcs around. He pulls it out of the wolf, and it should be blue because there's there's they are wolf orcs, or whatever they are, and it's not blue. But then in a little bit, it is blue. 
here's my thing. You're like that guy who, during Braveheart, it was the movie was ruined for him because in a battle scene, Mel Gibson's weapon switches three times, right? And he's like, "Well, I can't watch that movie now because that's just that's just stupid." You're that guy who's like, "His weapon wasn't blue. It doesn't make any sense." I like how could that be a real what, thing? I just this, enjoy, this clearly wasn't real life. I just enjoy accuracy. Oh, all right. If, without the accuracy, look- I'm not being fully engulfed in the world because I feel the fakeness. Because the giant orcs riding wolves as they chase down little people is <laughs> definitely real life. It's it's not real life. It's a real fantasy world. <laughs> There's nothing real about that. <laughs> Just what? calling it a real fantasy world means it is not real. You are a dream killer. That's what that's what this entire show is. <laughs> <laughs> 30 minutes of dream killing <laughs> So today today was an interesting day uh, I had a realization That I don't know if I can say this about everyone in the world But I'm pretty sure at least The majority of people here in California If not all the United States Fall under the category of Entirely self-absorbed Yes I agree So I'm at the grocery store Buying uh, juice Because as you can tell I'm a little under the weather My nose is stuffed up I'm kind of out of it So I've been just ODing on all sorts of like buy? Uh This These These like Real fruit juice ones That are like I got another Power C machine Made by the nice folks Over at Naked Fruit Juices I have tried those Those are good I have it, also it, tried the whatever it is farm brand. That's also a good. Those are one. also very good as well. Yeah, problem is they're ridiculously expensive, just like overly expensive. But this one has five strawberries, one and a half guavas, one and a half apples, one and a half uh, a half an orange, a half a peach, and a half a mango, hmm. all inside. It's very nice. And so I was like, this should help me get better. And mm-hmm. so I got two of those. And so I've been drinking those today. They are the thickest drinks I've ever had in my life. <laughs> That's, but, that means it's working. Is that what that means? Yes. It's like it's like drinking paste. <laughs> anyway, um, while I'm there, though, I'm trying to leave. And there's this woman and her friend standing in the doorway to get out of the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Right? And they're talking with their friend who's inside, further inside. And they're, like, yelling at her, like, come on, come on, come on. She's like, no, I'm going to pick this stuff up. And, like, oh, my God. And they start talking to each other about how inconsiderate her friend is while they're standing in the doorway... <laughs> blocking it from everyone else getting through. <laughs> and I say, excuse me, and they look at me like I have ruined their day. Oh, look at this asshole. And so I walk out, and I get into my car, and as I'm driving away, I'm, I, 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 there's a stop sign there, so my windows are down, and I roll up, and they're sitting on the corner talking about how much of, like, just a total snob their friend is, and how she only thinks of herself, and how she's always just in everyone's way, and they have to, like, always tiptoe around her. And I was like, are you not self-aware? America. Do you not see yourselves? Don't look in the mirror unless it's after their plastic surgery. It was amazing. And the problem is that happens all the time. So I'm driving home and a guy turns, almost careens into a car in front of me, doesn't even stop. It's like he was about he, he was going to keep going and if he hit the car, tough tatas. Like it's Yo. people just don't care. No one seems to care anymore. Oh, what is happening to this world? Is that the same grocery store where that Indian dress-wearing lady? Yes, it's the exact same one. Crendor and I we were hanging out uh, a couple weekends ago. We went to uh, this grocery store, the same one. And this woman who was 
definitely not Native American, mm-hmm. driving a car with a, with a dream catcher in it, wearing an outfit that was like what you would see in a really bad Wild West show. <laughs> yeah. That was like fake Indian. So basically just a wannabe hippie. Mm-hmm. Cuts us off, then drives into the parking spot we were going to park in. So we parked next to her, and I think she thought we were going to kill her. <laughs> you were pretty angry. I was mad because she did cut us off for, like, no reason. No, it wasn't but, even like she cut us off. She drove into the oncoming traffic lane to cut us off. And it was, it was amazing. And the, the best part was she, she could have just waited, like, yeah. one or two minutes, like, like we were doing. But no, she had to get there that fast. So we pull up alongside of her, and she gives us, like, this glare of, like, oh, my God, please don't kill me. <laughs> like, she knew what she did was wrong, but she still did it anyway. Maybe we and, taught her a lesson. Well, the thing is, we didn't even look at her. We got out of the car and just went inside. And then while we were inside, she was just walking around with this giant, like, moccasin <laughs> outfit. It was amazing. I was like, this is, this is L.A. Mm-hmm. Full of people who are so full of themselves that no one else matters. And it makes me wonder if, because I've experienced that in the rest of the country. I know it's not just an L.A. thing, but here it's, like, magnified times a thousand. Yep. It's horrifying. If that's this country, no wonder we're doomed. I, for one, again, welcome our robot Mayan overlords. <laughs> they would set us straight. <laughs> they would. The trains, taxis, buses, and subways would all run on time. They would and run also on Mayan corn fuel. <laughs> it's that ethanol, man. Yes. Everything it's all runs a sign. on ethanol. It's all inside. Or as they call it, maize and all. Yes, that's what it'll be. Maize and all. The strongest oil. That's what they run with. In essence, we've been creating the robot overlord's power source. Oh my god, it's all been a conspiracy from the beginning. I knew it. Barack Obama, I bet in his name it spells robot somewhere without a T. Alright, let's take a look at this. Barack Obama. Okay. (laughs) It clearly doesn't. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Five, six. There's 11 letters in his name, which, uh-huh. if you uh-huh. take, uh, how many letters are in robot? R-O-B-O-T. Five, which is five in Obama. So we're already halfway there. And A-A-Y-A. Wait, there's five letters in Mayan, but the C and the K could be combined. And it could be Mayans. It could. The Mayans. And so... That means... Robot Mayans, Mayan- Barack Obama! Oh, my God! <laughs> ah. It's all coming together. <laughs> he, he paved the way for our robot masters. They've been planning it since the, since the collapse of their empire. It's revenge. Montezuma's revenge! <laughs> <laughs> all right, enough of that. Let's go to Crendor in the Sky in Chapter Chapter 7. Crendor... How is the traffic looking outside? Uh, the traffic today is like it is every day. It's moving. If it's not moving, then something's wrong. Kind of like your great uncle Jason, who is suffering from five broken legs and a heart attack. Anyway, you can take the I-54 loop around to the back entrance of the Waffle House. That's a good direction to go. Really? Five broken legs? <laughs> I'm I mean, pretty sure the problem isn't that they're broken, but that he has them. <laughs> well, he's special. Oh, well, you know what? Everyone has a special uncle. Yours yeah. might as well have five legs. 
we all have our differences. That's what makes us unique, and that's what makes us human. Some of us are comedians. Some of us are great at piano. Some of us have five legs. Exactly, and some of us are extremely untalented radio show hosts. (laughs) All right, now let's go to Crendor at the weather desk. Crendor, how's the weather out there? All right, well, today's weather is going to be from the amazing city of Mount Marion, New York. And it's going to be... I want to know the Twitter feeds from there. I'll be honest with you. Well, I don't really care about the weather. I want to know what's happening. I want to know what's happening on the ground in Mount Marion. Well, it's 41 we'll do the degrees weather. there, Fahrenheit, and raining. Light rain. There's a lot of rain. So trending is rain. Also trending is raining and then snow. And let's take a look at some local tweets. L. Murphs says, There is almost nothing worse than walking home from the library alone in the pouring rain at 2.30 in the morning. What? That was 19 seconds ago. That is a late library. (laughs) That is a very late library. What kind of library stays open that late? I don't know. The best damn library ever, that's what. Camoreo5 says, I love e sleeping to the sound of this rain. A weird symbol, weird symbol, weird symbol, A weird symbol, question mark, weird symbol, VF. What? I don't know. She what? Was she sleeping when she wrote that? Because that sounds like gibberish. I think she may be a Mayan robot in disguise <laughs> spying a, on us. It's a signal, yeah. That's Crazy White the- Boy says, I wish I had a blunt vending machine in my house so I didn't have to run to the store in the rain. What? <laughs> I wish that is borderline honey boo boo talk. <laughs> I wish I had a blunt vending machine in my house so I didn't have to go to the store. <laughs> of all the vending machines you could want in your house, a blunt vending machine. I don't even know what that is. Well, there's many different types of blunts, but I, re- I assume he's referring to those really awful cigarettes that are like 40 cents a piece and they only sell them by themselves. Oh. And they're flavored like cherry flavor. You know, because that's a thing people need. Oh. I'm not saying it's very white trash, but it's definitely a white trash thing. (laughs) Well, we've now learned about the people of Mount Mary in New York. And that brings us to sports. What's happening in the world of sports? Well, yesterday, there was a player on the St. Louis Rams named Danny Amendola, and he managed to score a touchdown for the St. Louis Rams, who are really bad. Actually, there's... They're not terrible, but they're pretty Is that the bad. news story? A guy scored a touchdown for the Rams? Like, that's newsworthy? <laughs> no. oh, but okay. he spiked the ball, and uh-huh. the ball hit the sideline ticket guy uh-huh. in the face. Uh-huh. And he stood there in pain. And uh-huh. so, a little while later, he went and gave the ball to the guy, but it wasn't the same guy, because that guy had left. <laughs> he didn't even recognize him. Yeah. Shows you how much you're appreciated. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're a guy. Here, have a ball. <laughs> yep. And uh, the Jets lost, and they're out of the playoffs because they're the Jets. What about the Sharks? Did the Sharks win? The Sharks? I know they're rivals. The Sharks? That's, that's a musical joke. The ladies got it. I don't watch musicals except for Les Miserables. Wait, so you, you'd watch that, but you wouldn't watch West Side Story, huh? Oh, I've seen that. In like let, fourth grade, let it sink in. It'll get. You'll get it. You'll get it. I saw one of those in fourth grade, and I saw Les Mis Rob in like seventh grade. I don't really remember anything about them. Les Mis Rob. I like your Les Mis Rob. I said Les Miserables. 
Misra. <laughs> That's what you gotta do with all the French things. Right, right. Pronounce them incorrectly. Let done and done. Like if it's, uh, hello, how are you doing? It's hello, how do you do? <laughs> you just make it sound French. Perfect. <laughs> just That's perfect. sports. All right, now let's go to our big news story of the day. What do we got? Okay, this is an amazing story I found. 11 amazing, 11, I'm so excited I can't even read it. <laughs> 11 amazing facts about the McRib. Yes! <laughs> oh, thank you, God. <laughs> I knew one day something this amazing would come in front of us. Mm-hmm. I was so All excited. Right. The McDonald's McRib is back, hitting restaurants nationwide today. The legendary boneless pork sandwich, famously molded to resemble a rack of ribs, <laughs> is, a, is both a feat of modern engineering and shrewd marketing. It what? It is, it is neither of those things. It's a horrifying example of what people will eat when they have nothing better to do and spend their money on. It's a Frankenstein sandwich. It is. It's the Frankenstein of sandwiches. It garners almost as much attention for its pseudo-meat shape as its imp impermanence on restaurant menus. The barbecue sauce smothered sandwich was supposed to return at the end of October, but was pushed back to help boost end of the year sales. Better late than never. Here we go. Number one, the McRib came about because of a shortage of chickens. <laughs> In 2009, uh -huh. an interview with Maxim, Renee RN, McDonald's first executive chef and inventor of the chicken McNugget, explains that the McNugget was so popular when it was first introduced in 1979 that demand quickly outstripped chicken supply. The legendary pork sandwich was developed out of necessity. Franchises that didn't have the chicken McNugget needed a new hot-selling product, and that's when RN scrambled back to the test kitchen. Chicken mash into a nugget form <laughs> yes. was outselling everything else, so then they said, what else can we mash into various forms? Let's get pork byproducts. Sure, okay. Exactly. I like how this guy is the executive chef of McDonald's. Like, what kind of a track record is that? Like, where were you a chef at? I was the head chef at McDonald's. I invented the chicken McNugget. He really didn't invent anything, really. <laughs> he pretty much was like, hey, what if we, like, got some crappy meat and, like, diseased chickens and kind of just, like, smashed it all into some, like, fatty, salty, deep-fried thing? Tastes delicious. <laughs> Number two. The McRib was inspired by Southern Barbecue. Renee RN modeled the McRib after the... What else would it be inspired by? Well, he modeled the McRib after the barbecue sauce slathered pork sandwiches he ate during a visit to Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, the, oh, of course. The decorated French trained chef who once whipped up a fancy culinary creation... For the Drake Hotel is also credited with coming up with the unique shape of the sandwich. You know, this is mildly like that story of that woman in, I think it was Spain or Portugal. Uh, there was a painting of Jesus, and she took it upon herself to touch up that painting, and it just was ten times worse. And look like a little kid had drawn it. This is just like that. He's like, I'm going to create a pork sandwich, but it will be the most horrid thing ever. <laughs> It's the equivalent of, like, making a burrito. Being like, I'm going to make a burrito. And then instead of, like, rice and beans and, like, good ingredients, you use, like, cornstarch, like, raisins. What? This is, so, this is so horrible. Even my stretch of a Jesus thing was better than this. Well. You're like, it's like you make a burrito. 
And he put cornstarch <laughs> and raisins in it. What? That's what, what it would the hell be does that like. Even mean? Cornstarch raisins. Have you ever had a bucket of cornstarch where you like <laughs> and raisins? No, no, I haven't. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's the stupidest thing you've ever said. Well, like a bucket of cornstarch <laughs> and raisins. Oh, did you ever like? Have cornstarch, then you like hit it, and then it doesn't like. What? No! No, I've never done this! <laughs> no, that's a science thing people do. Where like, if you put your hand in it, then it lets you. It's like water. But if you try to hit it, it's like a brick. Oh, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. I don't know how that applies to what we're talking about, but I know what you're talking about. I don't know. That's cornstarch made me think of that. That's good. All right, next. Number three, the McRib is a product of restructed meat technology. <laughs> <laughs> this should not be a thing. It is. It's the Franken sandwich. This it should not be a thing. Uh, Rene Arend came up with the idea and design of the McRib, but it's a professor from the University of Nebraska named Richard Mandingo who developed. Mandingo! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Someone named Richard. His name. His name is Dick Mandingo. Are you kidding me? Holy! Dude is named Dick. Dick Mandingo designed. A guy named Dick Mandingo designed the McRib. I just want to put that out there. Well, he didn't design the McRib. He designed the, or he developed the restructured meat product. I bet, I bet he's used to handling meat. <laughs> According to an article from Chicago Magazine, which cites a 1995 article by Mandingo, restructured meat product <laughs> contains a mixture of tripe, heart, and scalded stomach which is then mixed with salt and water to extract proteins from the muscle. The proteins Whoa. bind all the pork trimmings together so that it can be remolded into any specific shape, in this case, a fake slab of ribs. Okay, so one, you're not eating ribs. Two, you're eating tripe, mm -hmm. stomach, and what else? Heart. Heart. So for people who say that they, they've never eaten heart, tripe, or stomach before, and they're like, ew, that sounds gross, you've eaten a McRib, you've eaten that. Mm-hmm. So technically... You're more, uh... Cultured. That's it. You're a more cultured either than everybody else. Either? Sh more cultured either. You're more... You're <laughs> more cultured either than everybody else. Number four. The whole process from fresh part pork... Now you got me messing up. The whole process <laughs> from fresh pork to frozen McRib takes 45 minutes. Director of McDonald's U.S. supply chain Rob Cannell explained how regular pig gets transformed into the famed McRib in an interview. The McRib is made in large processing plants, lots of stainless steel, a number of production lines, and these long cryogenic freezers. The pork meat is chopped up, then seasoned, then formed into that shape that looks like a rib back. Then we flash freeze it. The whole process from fresh pork to frozen McRib takes about 45 minutes. Is this article supposed to make us want a McRib? I don't know. Because it sounds like the single most least appetizing thing in I the mean, world. I kind of want one right now. <laughs> like if oh, there was yeah. a McRib in front nothing, of me right nothing now. Nothing makes me more hungry than hearing the word stainless steel 
cryogenics and flash freezing when talking about a meat byproduct. Mmm, <laughs> so hungry. There's a McRib in front of me right now. I would eat it. <laughs> the entire McRib, this is number five. The entire McRib sandwich contains about 70 ingredients, including a flour bleaching agent used in yoga mats. What? Is it so appears? at least you can say you're doing yoga when you eat a McRib. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You're doing all the yoga. All, you're, you're doing yoga so much, you're eating the mat. Exactly. That's how dedicated you are. <laughs> Very dedicated. Uh, coming soon to McDonald's, the d- downward-facing dog sandwich. Whisperer. All, all yoga mats are in that sandwich. Every yoga mat, especially used ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As it appears out of the box, the McRib sandwich consists of just five basic components. A pork patty, barbecue sauce, pickles, slices, onions, and a sesame bun. But, as recently reported by Time Magazine, a closer inspection of McDonald's own ingredient list reveals that the pork sandwich contains a total of 70 ingredients. This includes azodicarbonamide, a a floor bleaching agent often used in the product of foam plastics. The entire sandwich packs a whopping 500 calories, 26 grams of fat, 44 grams of carbs, and 980 milligrams of sodium. That sounds delish. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I need me one of them. Six. McRib debuted in 1981, disappeared in 85, and has resurfaced from time to time since 94. Depending on where you read, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The McRib, 81, you said? Debuted in 81. I did not know that. I, I guess because it disappeared for so long, I thought it only came out in the 90s. Nope. Disappeared in 85 and then 94. Came back. Wow. Yep. That's definitely a thing. Learning things here. I guess. I'm not sure this is something you should <laughs> learn. I think this is taking up valuable brain space, but okay. Number, number seven. Individual restaurants can actually order the ingredients for the McRib at any time. The McRib pops up at McDonald's locations across the country sporadically. It's so random because the individual restaurants are able to offer the McRib whenever they feel like. The practice has even inspired websites devoted to tracking McRib availability across the nation. Otherwise known as lonely men websites. (laughs) Well, I gotta look at this McRib. You are not. Tracker. McRib locator map. McRib earrings. Oh, no. Oh, wow. It's everywhere now. It's kind of like Santa when NORAD tracks Santa at, at the Christmas Eve. It's just like that. It is. Nor, NORAD has an entire division devoted to just tracking the McRib. <laughs> it has a little thing you can fill out to see to say that you've seen the McRib location. Oh, wow. Well. And uh, if you want, you can look at their blog about McRibs. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Read us a blog entry about the McRibs. How about 101 reasons to eat a McRib? Taste infinity. Not just pork, real pork. Not just real pork, tender real pork. Not just tender real pork, juicy tender real pork. We could do this all day. That's not even true. We just (laughs) learned that wasn't true. That was number 69 on the list. Heyo! Number eight. McDonald's keeps the McRib scarce. Oh, wait. (laughs) <laughs> I even know what it is. <laughs> is this the same guy that used this it's word the in the last guy. article? It's the same guy. Damn it. Oh, God. <laughs> it keeps McRib scarce because the sandwich's entire brand relies on it. 
McDonald's has always known about its customers' weird obsession for the sandwich, and its marketing completely leverages the McRib's scarcity. Take it, save the McRib campaign in 2010, where it encouraged McRib fans to go online and sign a petition to keep the sandwich around longer. But a strategy like that only works with some t- something that's a popular, as popular as McRib. That is so weird. So weird. I do not understand the fascination with this sandwich. I've had it once, and I've never eaten it again. It is <laughs> borderline disgusting. I mainly just like the barbecue sauce, I think. <laughs> like, if they put that barbecue sauce on a McChicken, I would just eat the McChicken. I'm sure you can get something like that. I hope so. Can I just <laughs> go there and be like, hey, can I get McRib sauce? Oh ha- having God. having worked at a McDonald's uh, for a year in high school, I can tell you exactly how they're made. The McRibs, once you get them out of the package, they're the frozen patty things, right? Mm-hmm. In order to cook them, they just have a vat of barbecue sauce and just dunk them in there and let them cook in the barbecue sauce. I see. Which means that you'd have the barbecue sauce you've got would have McRib flavor in it. Oh my, I need to try getting this. You would have a chicken sandwich flavored with McRib barbecue sauce. <laughs> that is American. I'm just saying, that is American. I if, need you to... could, if you could make some sort of, oh man, okay, okay. Are you aware of the existence of the McGangbang? Mm-hmm. Where it's, it's, you take a double cheeseburger, you open it up and stick a fish sandwich inside the double cheeseburger. Yes? I thought it was a McChicken. Uh, oh yeah, no, no, you're right, it's McChicken. Uh, the, the fish one is, it's, uh, it's chicken and fish, but I don't remember what that one's called. No, you're right, you're absolutely right. What if you took a double cheeseburger, mm-hmm. put a chicken patty in it, mm-hmm. and then in that chicken patty put a McRib, mm. and then covered it all in barbecue sauce? Wow. I feel that, like that's a challenge. And then deep fry that's, it. Oh my god, then deep fry it. <laughs> I feel like we would get arrested. We I feel like they would call the cops on us because they thought we were joking. But I feel like this is a mission for us. They would arrest us. They'd be like, we're not going to allow you to eat that. That's <laughs> a crime. Oh, no, they wouldn't. That's Let's like be an honest. attempted suicide. If anything, McDonald's would promote that. <laughs> they would. Like, get the new All-American meal. <laughs> oh, my God. When I went to the movie theater tonight, they gave me a small drink, and it was like a big gulp. Right? Oh, the medium is We're doing like it a, right. a bucket, and then the large it's is just a vat. Like, it's, it's, it's a vat. It's a swimming pool. They let you swim <laughs> in, a, in a pool of soda while you watch the movie. <laughs> it is. Yep. Number nine. It'd be incredibly difficult for McDonald's to create more McRib-esque products because that cult-like following is so hard to replicate. McRib so they just stopped fanatical. creating new stuff. Like, look, <laughs> the McRib was the pinnacle of what we can do. So we're they just, just start basing things off the McRib, like McRib with chicken, McRib McNuggets. It's like, Every, hey, you want chicken nuggets, in this. but McRib inside of it instead of chicken? Oh, I thought you were gonna make. I thought I thought you were talking about making everything in the shape of a McRib. Oh, I, just oh. as effective. I'm just saying. The chicken McRib. Nothing's more delicious than chicken ribs. Made of chicken heart, chicken beak, and chicken testicles. Oh, chicken beak and testicles. My <laughs> favorite. Mm-hmm. That's what they call cock and balls. Hello! <laughs> well timed, sir. Well timed. Thank you. Number 10. 
There's also speculation that the McRib is really just a big commodity trade by McDonald's. What? The all Willie Staley argues that whenever the sandwich springs up, hog prices are almost always in a trough. Trough? Trough. Here's more of his argument on why McDonald's behaves like a traitor. Fast food involves both hideously violent economies of scale and sad, sad end users who volunteer to be taken advantage of. What makes the McRib different from this everyday whore is that A, McDonald's is a huge to the point... What the hell kind of writing is this? (laughs) Go on. It's made of pork, which makes it unique product in the QSR world. And C, it is only available sometimes but refuses to go away entirely. And they show a graph of what I think would be pork availability. And it seems the McRib gets sold when there's low pork availability. Well, that's because they have to use what's left of the pork. Yes. They sell it to McDonald's, and that's all. Yeah, oh, it makes sense. It makes sense. Oh, we're learning things. I've learned nothing. <laughs> Number 11, animal rights group sues McRib meat supplier over inhumane treatment of pigs. Not everyone is ecstatic about the return of the McRib. Last November, the Humane Society of the United States filed a lawsuit against Smithfield Foods, the pork supplier of McDonald's McRib meat, claiming that the meat distributor houses its pigs in unethical farm conditions. What? Are you saying that uh, that pig product that's sold to you for like 99 cents (laughs) is farmed unethically and in a way that wouldn't be cheap? That makes no sense at all. But all their other products are treated so well. Yes. Those chickens that are born without beaks and wings certainly are created very well. A 2010 undercover investigation by the animal rights group shows pigs crammed into a gestation crate covered in blood and baby pigs being tossed into carts like ragdolls. Wow. (laughs) That is a thing. Yup. That's how we're going to end this? No. The top comment is, can I pay with restructured money? Or eat the box. It's better for you. And that is disturbingly the end of this episode. Hooray! Thank you guys for listening. And we will be back tomorrow for another Cox and Crendor in the morning. I'm Jesse. That's Crendor. And as always, to be continued. (laughs) 